0: Hello. Welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. It's a mini episode. That's right. Welcome, Welcome back. We're back. We're back for real this time.
1: At long last, I guess. How was your (laughs) vacation? Great. It was good? Yes, it was very good. Very needed. So it was good to refresh. I did nothing. That's great. Yeah, it's perfect. I already need another one. You know, I feel like I'm good for a while. I just need to get, I'm kind of, you know, when you're after vacation, you kind of need a vacation from coming back. Of course. You need like a week and a half off <laughs> to like settle back in. I feel like that's, I do feel like that's very standard. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'm kind of coming out of that a little bit. So hopefully it's really hot here. It's, it's hard. hot. It's, it's hard hot in like, LA. So where I was was 70 degrees every day. It was very cool. I never had to worry about working up a sweat. And I think the heat's like hitting me harder even. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, I'll be fine.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, we have some news stories this week. First, I want to thank all of our listeners who sent me the exact same Christopher Maloney story yesterday. (laughs) Two days ago, whenever it was. In case you didn't know, Chris Maloney continued his tradition of posting thirst traps. He did an amazing spread for Men's Health magazine for their September issue. He is squatting. He is in the splits. yeah. He is eating cupcakes. He's flexing. This is like one of the hottest men alive. He knows what we want, and
1: he gives it to us.
0: And that's what I appreciate about him. He knows that we all want his hot little ass and he shows <laughs> it off to us frequently. The splits picture is incredible. It's next level. Like,
1: And it's just so impressive.
0: So if you haven't seen these pictures, just Google Chris Maloney, men's health. It's like, they'll be the first thing that pops up. These pictures just came out. right? It is, it's, it's like, it's inspiring. Absolutely. So thank you to everyone who tagged me in. As if we would, wouldn't have. <laughs> as if I wouldn't, as if this wasn't the first thing I saw in the morning, but I did get a million tags from various yes. listeners and, and friends of mine yeah. who were like, Rachel, have you seen this? Of course I've seen it. Yes. But thank you for reminding me. Absolutely. Because I, I, What I, if I didn't? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I couldn't get enough of it. Every time I clicked on it, I, I smiled. Yes. And yeah, he's 60 years old, Does he? Wow. This is, he is the definition of zaddy. I know. It's like no one else needs to use it. <laughs> no, because he is it. Yeah. Okay. So on to our next story. This is an Olympic story. Oh. We, we were just talking about the horses at the Olympics. This is from the AV club. It says a sumo statue's big butt is scaring horses at the
1: Olympics. <gasps> oh. Nay. <laughs> I'm just picturing them going up on their hind legs.
0: They are. There's yeah. a picture
1: of it. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> oh my God. So there's a statue in the horse. What do they call
1: that? A horse arena? I guess. Stable? No, oh, no it's, not. it's like I have no <laughs> Stables idea. Stable where they live, right? Okay. So like the horse arena where they jump?
0: Yeah. The jumping grounds? <laughs> they're, they're doing that horse shit for everybody. It says, a sumo statue's big butt is scaring horses at the Olympics. Equestrian jumpers are struggling to keep their horses focused next to an obstacle guarded by a sumo. This is an article by Reed McCarter from the AV Club. It says, as if the Tokyo Olympics weren't enough of a mess already, now the horses are getting too freaked out to complete, compete properly thanks to a sumo statue's big, unfortunately placed, and horribly intimidating ass. Wow. The Associated Press tells us that a, quote, life-size sumo wrestler positioned next to the 10th obstacle on the 14th jump Olympic equestrian course may have distracted several horses in qualifying for the individual jumping final. The issue, it seems, is that the horses were not ready to face down the chiseled cheeks the wrestler displays when they ought to be concentrating on a jump. So... These horses, look, Look, this is a statue. It is a life-size sumo statue. The sumo wrestler is squatting down. His ass is right out there in the open. He's wearing that, like, I don't know what, what you call that. The, the sumo outfit? The sumo outfit where it's like a thong? Yes. Okay, look at
1: this. Oh, my God. That's a statue? Yes. That looks like a real person. Well the horses think the horses think it's a real person. Cuz it's like we should explain that it's like flesh toned. Like yes. it's not bronze or something. No. Yeah. So
0: it, it looks realistic. It looks like a sumo squatting down and like getting ready to fight yeah. and these horses are coming around the bend and approaching the sumo statue in the ring and they're fucking freaking out.
1: I don't blame them.
0: It would be jarring. You'd be like what's mm-hmm. a sumo wrestler yeah. doing here? We're yeah. doing horse stuff. <laughs> Um, as you come around, you see a big guy's butt. One rider told AP. Another added, "There's a lot to look at." <laughs> and a rider was also quoted as observing that it is, "quote very realistic." Yeah. So yeah, that's some horse news. Here's some restaurant news. There's a new restaurant in Cleveland that okay. just opened. I famously have had a lot of great meals in Cleveland. Right. I talk about it. I don't know. I don't know how many times I've talked about it on this show before. (laughs) A few, but I will always defend Cleveland because I've had a lot of good meals there. Okay. Now I don't know if I'm going to be going to this restaurant, even though it does sound up my alley. But the menu just made me laugh too much. Okay. This is a haunted house themed restaurant in Cleveland called the Haunted House Restaurant. Okay. Let's. Let's talk about some of these menu items. Now, they have something called Brinner, which I guess is like brunch dinner. Okay. All the menu items are named after different horror movies. Okay. They have the Slimer. Ooh. So that's like Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, It's a green waffle sandwich with house-made sausage, egg cheese, candied bacon, and maple syrup. Now, I looked at this a picture of this waffle on their Instagram. It is like a bright green dyed waffle. I don't like dyed things. I don't either. I always feel like I can taste it, the dye. I can totally taste it, even if I actually can't, but visually I can taste it. So I don't want anything that's like artificially colored that's like a meal.
1: But also, shouldn't it be the sauce that's green? Ew. I'm just saying because it's well, slime, right? Yes, it should yeah. be. <laughs> I'm not gonna eat it either way. That would be
0: even grosser somehow. They have they have a lot of waffle menu items
1: on this. Oh really? Yeah, because oh, like, it's Brenner.
0: Right. There's like a lot of like savory waffle options. They have mm. the Pennywise, which is a red waffle sandwich with fried chicken breast, over medium eggs, pepper jack cheese, candied bacon finished with haunted maple heat sauce. See, some of this sounds good to me, but I don't like the dyed waffles. I don't either. They have the shaggy. So I guess that's like a Scooby-Doo. So their definition of horror is very wide. (laughs) Well, they see ghosts. Yeah, that's true. The Scooby-Doo is a granola-encrusted banana pudding French toast. Okay, that sounds good. (laughs) Stuffed with bananas and whipped topping on a bed of creme anglaise custard and caramel sauce. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they have appetizers. They have Scooby snacks. Ooh. I don't think this sounds good at all. What are they? Nachos with pulled chicken, wontons, sweet chili queso, chipotle pico, and Asian guacamole.
1: A little too much. What the hell is Asian guacamole? And what does this have to do with Scooby? <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing, right? It's not like some Chinese horror movie was the inspiration or something. But then, why is the Mexican stuff coming in, like the Mexican food or whatever Tex-Mex nachos are? I don't know
0: what. Look, maybe it's just because they're they were so high when they came up with these. Yeah, it's just so, weird. I think it's just, oh, maybe
1: that's a high. Like you're so high, you're gonna eat this. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay,
0: Chucky rolls. Oh boy, these are Southern egg rolls with chicken, greens, mac and cheese, and sweet potato puree. What the hell is a Southern egg roll?
1: I don't want the sweet potato. Like everything else I might get on board with. but like, Also, what is Southern about Chucky? Is he from the South? No. Okay. I I know that I'm being pedantic, but I need these things to line up better. I I completely agree with you. Because what's the point? You can make it work. This is what happens when people who are like sort of like food, but aren't actually, don't have a great palate, and they think that, Interesting food is just combining a lot of weird things when it's like, that can work when you're a really refined palate. Yeah. But you can't just combine everything without some kind of skill level. Yeah. Do you I know don't, what I mean? Like different types of ethnicity or types of foods like that. Like that stuff can all work. Uh, right. Mix, a mixture of uh, fusion or whatever. Uh, but a lot of these seems a little off. But I agree. How did Chucky
0: become synonymous with the South? Or egg rolls.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like I need, I need have a. I want a connection to one of the things. Doesn't Child's Play take place in like Chicago? That's what I thought. So it's like make a Chicago, like mini (laughs) Chicago dog. because he's got a little dick. (laughs) We should have come up with this menu.
0: I can come up with things. Come on, you can make this a Final Destination portion, which just means that you get an extra portion. Oh, I see. I don't know why that what that has to do. That should be like you almost die when you eat it.
1: I like, or maybe it's kind of like you're gonna die. You might as well get an
0: extra portion. I have no idea. They have this. They
1: seem like they don't have a hundred percent like knowledge base to make this happen. You know what it is? It's like
0: an AI bot made this menu. Yes, yes. That's what it is. Sorry, I just need to continue because there's okay. several more things. There's the salad on Haunted Hill. There is Spalding's Wings and Fries. That's a House of a Thousand Corpses reference. There's the Bird Box sandwich with fries. The Lurch Burger with fries. There's something called Swamp Things, which is crab cakes with pico and bang-bang sauce. This is my favorite. They have an entree called Jerk Silence of the Lamb Pops. Pops. Well, you know how those like lamb
1: chops? Um,
0: Those like lamb lollipops? Yes. yes, Okay, so they have... That's clever to be like, we're going to serve lamb on the menu, but it's silence of the lamb.
1: Yes, that's, that's the best one. That's
0: the best one. They have um, something called the grudge, which is salmon with fried asparagus. Uh, it's like a salmon plate, haunted broccoli, Oh, haunted <laughs> carrots. They have haunted carrots, critters. They have a Seymour salad. Again, you can make some of these final destination size nightmare and Elm Street corn. With a-
1: <laughs> how did that corn? Get- I like how it's just like nightmare and Elm Street corn. <laughs> Where. Where was the inspiration for that? It's like, what have we not used? Yeah, let's just tag it onto the
0: corn. (laughs) That is street corn with garlic aioli, cotija cheese, smoked bourbon paprika, cilantro, and candied bacon. They love that candied bacon. They have a Nashville massacre.
1: I don't... That sounds rude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's fried hot shrimp with avocado mousse and braised pineapple salsa. that sounds kind of good. I mean, I would eat that. Uh, then they have, God, they have like a kid's menu too. Kids going here. They have Freddy chicken fingers. (laughs) That's funny. That is cute. Uh, so yeah, please let me know if you've heard of this place in Cleveland or if you plan on going there, if you're going to get the haunted house funnel cake, I'd probably get the haunted house. If, if there's a funnel cake on the menu and I'm not at a state fair, I'll get it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Look, children of the street corn. That's good. That's good. See, that's good. Don't do Nightmare on Elm Street corn. (laughs) As funny as that
1: is. Children of the street corn. We could have come up with a a better menu. Uh, I still want to go. I think they should uh, comp comp our meal. (laughs) I absolutely. And I'll try everything. I will. I will go
0: to this. You know what? Maybe it's really good and we're just being haters. I just thought the menu was. Well, sometimes it might not sound right, but it tastes good. Right. They need to convince us. I just, as a horror fan and a food fan, I thought the, the choices of some of these menu yeah. items, like to, to the names of
1: them yeah, were so baffling to me. They I, should do Candyman candied bacon. See? <laughs> see? Yeah, okay. I want to go through the whole menu. Okay.
0: Our next story is out of the UK. This is from the Toronto Sun It says, British Library apologizes for hiring Rainbow Dildo Butt Monkey for kids' events. (laughs) What? (laughs) Rainbow Dildo Butt Monkey are four words no one ever imagined uttering in the same sentence, but here we are. A library in London, England apologized after a children's event they hosted didn't exactly go as planned. Redbridge Libraries hired mandinga arts to provide entertainers for their summer reading challenge event on july 10th when video footage from the day went viral <laughs> one of the entertainers who was described as you guessed it a rainbow dildo butt monkey on twitter was dressed well exactly how you'd expect a rainbow dildo butt monkey to look a person in multicolored in a multicolored monkey costume with nipples exposed, along with a fake penis and butt cheeks hanging out. Now, oh I have God. a picture of this character that showed up to the children's event, and it's quite stunning. Oh, my God. This isn't even including the giant dong. But there are nipples. There's visible nipples. Look, I think it's a
1: very creative costume. Can I just say, I thought that this was a real... Name for a monkey? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I was like, like a I real... was like, why would they give a monkey that name? Right. Uh, no. So this is a character. It's like a rainbow furry vest with nipples. Right. Yeah, and it has its ass hanging out. But I mean, in defense, they these people should not have come to a children's. <laughs> <laughs> they were hired, they should have been like, well, this is a little risque for kids, maybe. The Mandinga
0: Arts Group, the company hired by the library that provided the characters, also apologized on their website, (laughs) stating that while the monkey was previously well-received at carnival events, it was entirely unsuitable for a children's event and should never have been used. That's good. Uh, our lack of judgment in the choice of costume is when we deeply regret having profoundly undermined our relationship with partners and the public. We apologize profusely to everyone concerned and are horrified at the repercussions it had on our partners. The monkey costume has since been retired, so anyone searching for inappropriate, an inappropriate children's entertainer will have to look elsewhere. <laughs> is it the worst thing I think kids could potentially be exposed to? No. It but is
1: kind of funny. It's a funny apology. It's like to have to apologize <laughs> In for hindsight, a rain, rainbow dildo butt monkey. <laughs> like you know the what? idea that nobody thought oh, maybe we shouldn't do this for the kids performance is <laughs> pretty funny. The costume
0: itself would have been fine. It's the dildo hanging from the it's like the giant penis probably that and the butt hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> and probably the butt hanging out. Yeah. Maybe the nipples. <laughs> <laughs> But I, feel well, like the wait. I have a picture. <laughs> wait, the butt's amazing. I have a picture of the monkey bent down at the library and it flashing all the kids. Okay, with the giant. It's that like sounds a, bad. It's like a, <laughs> well, wait. The I don't know if this is at the library, but it's like on the street. Okay, so it's a fake butt. It's like a flesh colored butt.
1: Uh huh. Do we have a picture of the dick?
0: Yes, we do. Okay, so this, it's like a
1: fake dick. It's a fake penis.
0: Um, here it is. It's it literally is a dildo that they affix to this costume. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like the dildo, I feel like the butt, even after seeing it, is just kind of comical because yeah. it's a fake plastic butt that's not like real. This could have been fine without the dildo. Yeah, I think so.
0: Because it is a, a rainbow furry monkey, that's that's kind of fun. Yeah, I think so. Leave the dildo at home. Come on. For kids. <laughs> it's for, for the children. We have a listener email to read from one of our listeners, Eric. And he said that he got married at Action Park. I saw that. Now, Action Park had been shut down when they got
1: married, but he got married at the site. They redid it. There's like a new theme park there. Yes. He mentioned the name. It's like Mountain something or other. He said it was
0: it's it was called Mountain Creek when Mountain they got Creek, when right. they got married there. I don't know if that's still up there, but he said like the price was right. It was close to the airport had the hotel and venue in the same spot, etc. Before you ask, the food was like a 7.5 out of 10. But when you pay for your own wedding, you make compromises. On our first visit, the event coordinator lady took us up in the ski lift to see the ceremony spot at the top of the mountain. There were a bunch of teen boys dirt bike riding on the snowless mountain below, and one of them ate shit so hard they had to call an ambulance. (laughs) I'm deeply superstitious, so I took this as an omen. But again, budget, so we signed the contract. Fast forward a few, weeks, a few weeks and my barber Johnny, an old hardcore ki- kid from Long Island, is cutting my hair. He asked me where I was getting married and I told him about this nice ski resort that wasn't too far away and has this rustic feel. Blah, blah, blah. It's called Mountain Creek. Johnny stops cutting my hair and looks into the mirror so he can look me in the eyes. Wait, Mountain Creek in North Jersey? Yeah, that one. You mean Action Park? <laughs> What's Action Park? Bro, we need to talk. Oh my god! Johnny told me the whole story. I grew up in Connecticut, and my parents never took me anywhere, so I honestly had never heard of Action Park. Johnny wished me well and said he hoped our wedding wasn't haunted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> From there, things continued to make us really nervous. We went for another visit, and half the hotel was gutted and under construction. The wedding was two months away, and we asked if they would hopefully be finished by the if they would be finished by the big day. Hopefully, they said with confidence. (laughs) We got a letter in the mail from a law firm telling us that Mountain Creek was bankrupt and to call them if they tried to take our money and run. We called Mountain Creek about it and they said, oof, we were hoping you wouldn't find out about that. (laughs) Despite all this, we stuck with them because everyone else was long booked out. All this culminated into one hell of a wedding day. If you get married there, they don't shut down the rest of the park. So our oh wedding, God. So our wedding party in our suits and dresses had to take the ski lift up to the ceremony, and all the dirt bikers kept yelling at us, don't do it, there's still time to run. <laughs> you look beautiful. Their launch point was right next to our ceremony, so there are bros doing wheelies in the background of all our photos. Anywho, despite all this planning, the coordinator lady tells us that we have to cut our ceremony short because there was a storm rolling in, and the only way to get down was the ski lift, which you can't use if there's lightning. Undeterred, we did our ceremony the way we wanted, and the wedding party hustled into the ski lift as we watched the sky turn black. It started pouring the second my wife closed the door behind her to, to the reception room. From there, a God's wrath thunderstorm pounded the entire park. It trapped about half our guests on top of the mountain where they had to take shelter in a tool shed. (laughs) The coordinator lady had to find volunteers to drive up there in cars to get them out. You'd think that something like that would ruin someone's wedding. You'd be surprised to know that it did not. Because we had to wait for half the fucking wedding to make it down the mountain. We got to have two-hour cocktail hour, and everybody cheered every time a carload of guests walked into the party. That's cute. Yes. Apparently, everybody made friends up there and were having a great time. All in all, our wedding fucking ruled, and it wasn't haunted. So, yeah. I, I, I read this email. I was like, oh, my God. We have to read this on the show.
1: Yeah. Someone got married at the site of Action Park. That sounds fun. I like people who roll with it on their weddings. Yeah. That's why I can't watch Bridezilla shows because it stresses me out so much because I cannot stand that sort of controlling, stressful... It's like, just have fun. Who fucking cares? Like, Do you know what I mean? It's a party. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, I think that's like best case scenario. You want to be in that mindset, but I could see how obviously planning such a huge event, like just hearing stories about wedding planning, it sounds so stressful. Yes. And if you get in the right mindset where you're like whatever's gonna happen we're gonna make the best of it whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen it might rain there might you know be some sort of whatever mini disaster I feel that's (laughs) when you have the
1: most fun though
0: yes in my opinion so
1: they have this great
0: shot and he sent us a photo of him and his beautiful bride kissing and there is a guy on a dirt bike popping a wheelie behind them oh my god (laughs) That's incredible, but like, where else would this happen? You wouldn't. This is such a great. See, if you
1: wanted this, oh my god, this looks like professional.
0: (laughs) Like it was meant to be. This is this is an iconic wedding photo. You guys are a beautiful couple. So I'm so congratulations to you two. It's so good. I love that. I I love a wedding story like that where nothing went as planned, but But it was the best. But it was a fun time. The
1: wheelie in the background is hilarious. (sighs) He's popping a wheelie, Desi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back. Okay. Desi,
1: I feel like I watched a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I don't know where to begin. My big thing I watched over um, my vacation was the Peacock miniseries, Dr. Death. Yes. Did you watch it yet? I haven't watched it yet. Uh It's good. If you've seen, if you've listened to the podcast, which I feel like we recommended at some point, you should definitely check it out. If you didn't listen to the podcast, it doesn't really matter because the whole story is right there. It stars, um, Joshua Jackson from Pacey from Dawson's Creek, uh, Alec Baldwin and Christian Slater are sort of, uh, his enemies. It's a wild run. It's like eight episodes. Uh, it's very, it's good. Yeah. I recommend it. It's 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 got it all. Like, it's a good story, obviously. It's scary because that kind of medical stuff is always frightening and people were getting injured and killed. But it's also just bad enough <laughs> as far as the quality goes <laughs> to make it kind of funny and inappropriately weirdly funny sometimes where you're like, why is this guy acting? Like, the acting is just a little over the top. I think I mentioned to you Sometimes it's clear that Alec Baldwin and Christian Slater improved a few lines. Love it. But don't quite work, but you know they left it in because they're probably scared of Alec Baldwin. Love or it something even more. Yeah. That's hilarious. So that was pretty good. Um and then I also the other thing I started doing was watching all of the M. Night Shyamalan movies that I have not watched over the years because they looked bad. Oh. Yes. So I watched Signs, which I had never seen. I did too. That movie was good. Did you like that movie? No. I thought it was (laughs) pretty... Look, I went into all of these movies thinking they were horrible. So that's like the expectations game. I was surprised that it was like perfectly fine to me. It's not like a great movie, but I was like, it's not nearly as bad as the other ones I've been watching, which are, I find, to be shitty. Yeah. Uh, So this one was kind of like middle of the road for me. I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like... It's interesting enough, like, there's a lot I don't like about it, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I I, I went into
0: it knowing that it was one of the M. Night Shyamalan films that people consider to be one of his better ones. Oh, really? Yes. When people say that, like, they, they rank his films, I feel like there's, like, a pretty general consensus that people like Signs. I thought it was kind of boring. I'm a big fan of The Sixth Sense, I think yeah, I think we all agree that's like his best one,
1: right? Um, yeah, I like that and I like I liked Split a lot. Oh yeah, I saw Split. I like Split, Unbreakable, and Sixth Sense. Like those are to me are all very pretty good. Yeah. Uh I I've seen like The Village. I think that was the last one I saw. <laughs> and I feel like that one's sort of like, eh. Yeah, And I was like not interested after that. So I've started rewatching them and I watched Signs and I was kind of like, oh, that wasn't as shitty as I thought it would be. So it was perfectly fine to me. It is definitely slow, but I didn't mind because it was like a vacation watch. (laughs) It was like the end of the night and I had watched some other bad movies before that. So I was like, oh, this one's not as bad as like, I think I watched like Angels and Demons, which I had not seen. The Tom Hanks movie. Uh, That's really bad. So this one was kind of like, ah, oh, it's slow, and it's a small story, but that's fine. And then I started watching The Happening. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Look, The Happening is so bad, it's really fun. I kind of was enjoying it on a how did this get made. The The thing that really is standing out to me, I didn't finish it yet because I fell asleep, so I'm going to finish the other half. I feel like Zoe Deschanel is acting in a different movie. Totally. Like her acting in this movie is like she's in a sitcom, like there's a phone call she gets, and I was like, is that her? like the person she's having an affair with but her performance with it was so like sitcom-y that I was like is this a joke or like I couldn't figure out what the hell it was like I had to actually look it up yeah I was like oh that's someone who she's trying someone's trying to have an affair with her and she's trying to blow him off but it came off so comical that it was weird I, I just can't like wrap my head around what's going on and I know the twist and everything like that so so I don't know that that even matters in something this bad uh but yeah, it's pretty it's pretty awful. I think, I can't find anything redeeming. I think
0: everyone should see it at least once. Just just
1: to see it. It's entertaining. I think they should just see it just to just to be in awe of it. There's some moments in it that you can't believe are happening because it it's kind of gruesome for such a dumb movie. <laughs> Do you know what I mean it's sort of disconcerting cuz it's like this movie's shitty but that was kind of horrifying imagery like yeah uh but yeah so then I'm rewatching the village which I've also stopped midway cuz it's just it's boring to me now. I don't know. I don't remember hating it when I saw it, but I remember being like, oh, he's off his game a little bit. Like, I think that was the first movie where I was kind of like, oh, hmm, interesting idea, but no. right. Uh, so I don't know which ones. Oh, there's like Lady in the Water, but I just really don't want to <laughs> watch that one. Did yeah. you see that one? No, but I've I've like read
0: the Wikipedia for it.
1: Yeah, so I don't know how far I'll get because uh, I think there's only a few I haven't seen now at this point. But yeah, yeah,
0: I think I've seen a lot of his movie. Well, and yeah, and I liked you know what I did like Unbreakable when that came out. I saw that one. I it think came that out. one's pretty good. Yeah, I thought it's it was interesting. It was a quality
1: movie. You know what? I'll, I-, <laughs> I saw Glass too, which is like I guess the third installment, installment of that. That's like one of those things where I'm like this was never meant to be a trilogy, but he just tagged it on after the success of Split <laughs> cuz the, the third one is not that great. Yeah. But it's like a good bad it's like not a great movie, but it's like oh watch it's and you can watch it like and I will watch Old even though it's been panned. Oh yeah. I will watch. Well that's it. what that's actually what made me start it cuz I had seen Old and I know uh, I mean I saw reviews for Old and a lot of people in the bad reviews, they'd be like, but I'm going to watch whatever he puts out. I will too. Yeah. So I was kind of like, yeah, that's true. So maybe I should go back and watch those movies I rejected. And it's, uh, yeah. I mean, he's always trying to go for something. Look,
0: we're all chasing the high of the sixth sense when we saw that movie for the first time. And you know what? I will continue to chase that high. I I do. But what's his last movie that you've seen? Split. Oh, you saw Split. The most recent one of his. Well, Glass
1: is the most recent, I think. Right, but the most recent one that I've seen. Oh, right, the most recent one you saw is split. I didn't see glass. Yeah, Uh, and then old is after glass. There was nothing in between. Yeah, Um, yeah, I agree. But I'll watch him. He he, luckily split revived him a bit. Yeah, (laughs) because if it had just been no more good ones, it's like unbreakable. (laughs) Then he then he'd be in trouble probably. Uh, Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. He keeps putting out movies. You got? I mean, yeah. I'll fucking see old. I don't care. I kind of want to see old because it does look really bad. And I don't quite... I mean, I've read some reviews and I, I haven't read, read spoilers. Uh, no,
0: I haven't read anything about it. I, I want to go in completely unaware. No,
1: most of the reviews I've read have been vague. Yeah. But like kind of not happy about it. Uh, yeah. Or like, oh man. this Like just some someone wrote something like they're like, I can't tell if this is the worst movie I've ever seen or... Or this was a really long improv sketch. <laughs> like, it's like one of those things where it's like that kind of reviews I've read. And it's like, that sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it. I'm totally. I wish it was it. on like streaming. I, I would have watched it already. Probably. Yeah. Right. So that's basically what I've been watching. I'm watching the white Lotus right now. Oh, right. Have you seen it? I started the first episode.
0: I really like it. It's. It's good. I I general I gen generally don't watch a lot of comedies,
1: but but I'm, this is like a Mike White comedy. It's yeah, not a-
0: it's not like a straight up comedy. It's really bizarre and surreal, and I'm really enjoying it. And I really like love all the characters because they're all fucking insane. Yes. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Go read someone's fucking review of it. Someone who's smarter than me, but I like it.
1: I'm definitely going to watch more. The performances in
0: it are great. Uh, I recommend it. That's on HBO. I also started watching this docu series with Brendan called Love Fraud on Showtime. Ooh, it's about this like scammer guy who scams all these women. And I've only watched two episodes of it, uh, but <laughs> the second episode like focuses on this seafood restaurant in Kansas. Ooh, and
1: <laughs> I'm interested.
0: <laughs> so I was like really into it because I'm like, I want to know. I want a docu series just about this seafood restaurant. <laughs> yeah, in Kansas, of all places. Well, yeah, yeah, that was the impetus for them starting. They're like, we don't have seafood in Kansas, so
1: there's we're, a reason we're
0: going <laughs> we're gonna start a seafood restaurant but um the woman this isn't like a spoiler or anything but it focuses on the seafood restaurant because the scammer guy like is co he like helps open the restaurant okay. with this woman and the co-owner of the seafood restaurant is this lady and for some reason like the doc like it's beautifully shot this yeah. docu series like it is one of those like beautifully shot it's the cinematography's great whatever but there's this one section where they film her at a karaoke bar and she's you hear the lead up music and I'm like oh my god she's going to sing Knights in white satin.
1: Oh my god. And I'm
0: thinking she's probably going to be really good. Right. You don't I, take that on. <laughs> yeah, cuz that's like a tall order to take on, right? No, she was not good, but they filmed her singing a good chunk of that song oh, man. and she was like nights in white satin. I love it. I almost passed out. <laughs>
1: I couldn't fucking believe it. That's what I dream of seeing when I go to karaoke. Me too. (laughs) But you know what? I don't want to see some old guy doing Frank Sinatra perfectly. No. But this woman, this she's the ideal karaoke
0: person because she could not sing for shit. But she's been, you know, she's been singing "Nights in White Satin" for the past forty years of her life, and she loves this song.
1: Right. And she and she has no shame about going up there and singing it. Zero. Really long song. Right. (laughs) There's a lot of instrumental breaks. Yeah. You know that one has like 50 bars okay. where there's nothing and she just stands there.
0: I I have a story about nights in white satin. Like oh I was
1: triggered. What? It's a triggering song. I have a story about that song too. What? Yeah. Why? Okay. This song of
0: only I feel like I only ever hear this song in really fucked up contexts. What? same (laughs) (laughs) at the second rehab no the first rehab that i went to it was like my first night there and at the end of and i'm like i'm totally having a break from reality right like i am Mm -hmm. losing my mind coming off of all this shit that i've been putting into my body for years and we have like a group you know end of the night before everyone goes to bed like group meeting or whatever and like the, the the dude i don't know if he was like the director of the place or like the fucking i don't know he was like some kind of director uh of it he's like all right everyone i want everyone to close their eyes and i'm gonna put on a song oh god and i just want everyone <laughs> to just listen to this song and it was knights in white satin <laughs> And, How did you not laugh immediately? Dude, because I, it was either going to be laughter or tears. I almost walked out of there, Desi. Oh, my God. I'm glad I wasn't there. got fucking high because I was so upset. I was like, what is happening right now? Like, I... What is fucking happening? Oh why are we God. listening to Nights in White Satin? All these people are fucking
1: You're like, I'm from Marin. <laughs> you think I haven't heard this song before?
0: It was such a bizarre choice. Oh it was God. so I don't know why. There was I don't even remember if he explained, but like I just remember like looking like opening my eyes to like during the song like look at everyone else and be yeah. like,
1: is this really happening right now? I'm like the worst in those situations. Is this supposed to get me sober? <laughs> It was so fucking bizarre. Wait, okay. Let me just tell my whites and nights satin story very quickly. And night satin. <laughs> nights and what, what is it called? Whites and night, nights and, satin. Nights and white satin. <laughs> whites and <laughs> nights. Whatever. Uh, so I was really high, and I put that that song. I can't remember if it came on, and maybe it came on like the radio or something. I was super high, like way too high, and I was listening to it. And I've heard that song like whatever a million times in my life but I don't think I had ever heard an unedited version. (laughs) And all of a sudden in that song, there's someone reading like a poem. He's like, like, breathe deep. Yes. And I was like, is this my imagination or is this really happening? Like I was like, thought I was like tripping out and hearing this poem because I had never heard it before. And it sounded like, fucking insane town i was like where am i like i was like so freaked out so that after i got on high i had to like research (laughs) to see if that poem was really true And I couldn't believe that it was real because when I heard, and now whenever I hear that poem, I like, it gets me goosebumps because I'm like, this is the most insane thing anyone has ever put in a song. Well, because the song, like, it's like this whole other part of the song,
0: and then all of a sudden this bellowing voice comes in, and it's like (laughs) breathe deep.
1: And it's like old English. can't even explain it. It's so crazy. It's so weird. I, I was just like, I get goosebumps thinking about it right now. I, I
0: am too. I'm Yeah, thinking. it is
1: the weirdest thing ever. And it's like, who thought of this? Like, it's just wild. I, I do
0: love that song. Yeah. I, mean, I do think it's a great song. But the context for playing it for me personally, oh yeah. I was like, I'm already about, I am on fucking razor thin edge <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah.
1: no. That's a wild choice. This is the
0: song that's keeping me from
1: walking out the door and scoring fucking drugs. To be honest, or to be fair, I don't know what song (laughs) wouldn't have been weird, (laughs) probably in that context. (laughs) Anytime someone's like, listen to this song, it's gonna be problem. It's gonna be a problem, probably. It's like that's for you. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, But yeah. So what did you eat? Well. Um, on my vacation, I literally made a cheese plate almost every night. I saw. Because I was by a cowgirl creamery, so I would just go to Point Reyes and buy cheese. I swear to God, I must have spent like hundreds of dollars on cheese plates because I was going overboard And then other people would bring in supplies. Yeah. And then there was a really good restaurant in the town where I was, and they had a cheese board. So I would be like, they're open at five. Let's go cheese board time. Like, that's how insane I was with cheese board. It was just so good. So I had that. I also made a really good meal one night with um, lasagna bolognese, like homemade, with meatballs and spaghetti and Caesar salad. Uh, It was so good. I did not make cannoli. I... Made the dough and it was really dry. And I literally made three doughs and every dough was dry. Mm. Do you know what? I, it was yeah. so frustrating. I could just look at it and I was like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. So I threw it away. I threw like a, literally a bag of flour Aww. worth of dough away. Oh. And I tried so many different recipes. So I just need to like redo it here. And I don't know why, what yeah. was happening. Or maybe maybe it was how it's supposed to be. Right. Because you I didn't have... even get to the deep frying stage of no, it? No, the you... dough just didn't look, it looked really dry. But then I was worried of adding more moisture because I was like, well, maybe it won't fry. Like maybe it's supposed to be a dry dough. You didn't even try to fry it? Because uh, it was just like... Crumbly. Here's the problem. Where I was, there was a, a severe water so- shortage. Right. So everyone was being very careful about overdoing dishes because we had to keep under like 50 gallons a day. Right. And like typically people in a house would use like... A hundred and fifty to three hundred per day. Yeah. So I didn't want to mess up dishes for a waste. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that's what level it was. Right. Because it's very drought in California, especially the small town where I was. So that's why I didn't want to waste uh, making a huge mess.
0: Yeah. For no for no
1: reason. Right. So I just decided I would wait till I was back home. Maybe yeah. I should do it this week. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's pretty much what I ate. I well, mean, I did
0: have a cannoli. <clears throat> oh, I saw. Okay. So I went to Palm Springs for two days when Brendan got home from work. And I just ate all my favorite things that I eat there. I went to this Mexican restaurant that I really like called El Mirasol. And you saw what I ate. I saw that plate. I ate that
1: whole fucking plate. Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a big plate. That's like a rice and beans do you know Mexican the you meal. know the plate I'm talking about? Yeah. The
0: one that's like a combination plate and yeah. it's like filled to the brim. It's that giant oval plate. Yes. I ate the whole fucking
1: thing. Damn, that's so much food. And chips. Yeah, because you know you had chips. <laughs>
0: of course I <laughs> also had chips. And I had a bite of what Brendan was eating. Of course. Because he ordered queso fundido. Ooh. So yum. I had to have some of that. Absolutely. Look, I was hungry. Then afterwards, I said, I'm going to Sherman's deli, right. which is this deli that makes good sandwich? It's a deli shit. Yeah, It's a good deli. I really like their bakery. I got their cannoli, which I am obsessed with their cannoli. And I wasn't a cannoli person. Right.
1: Because there are a lot of
0: bad cannolis. Until I ate this cannoli yeah. for the first time. So I had to go back to their deli to get this cannoli. It's a big, giant, overstuffed has pistachios on it it's really good yum it's a good one it's very it's not like you know it's crispy yes and then creamy on the inside it's a good one and then I also got their sticky bun which probably is enough for at least four people
1: oh yeah I saw that but I
0: ate the whole thing absolutely
1: it was the size of my head I did forget to mention that um, last night I went to dinner with my friend Daly because her parents were in town, and they took us to JAR. I had never been to JAR. Oh, yeah. So it was really, really good. I got um, homemade chips for my appetizer. (laughs) They were really good. Like potato chips? Yeah, like homemade potato chips with this good dip. And then for for dinner, I got their world-famous pot roast. Mm. which was really good. It was like basically a yummy shortbread with like a, it had like a carrot. Shortbread. I, I mean, sorry, short rib, shortbread. <laughs> and then the side I got was creamed corn. Like, you know, steakhouse cream corn is so fucking good. Dude. I was like, I had the plate like up to my mouth, scooping the, scooping it into my mouth. Cause it was like, I needed every drop of that creamed corn. And then for dinner I got, I mean, sorry for dessert. I got a banana cream pie. <laughs> My they favorite had like a gourmet banana cream pie that had like a caramel sauce on it. It was mm. really good. Yum. Of course, when I got the cream banana cream pie, Daley's mom said, I knew you were gonna get that cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, excuse me. <laughs> I was like, how'd you know? <laughs> Uh, cause I think my eyes probably lit up when I heard they had it. Ugh. It's so good. That's my favorite pie. It's a good restaurant. I yeah. have never been, it's like an old school LA restaurant. That's kind of like steakhouse vibe, yeah, but not a little more fancy, I guess. But it's like pretty much what the menu is. Yeah. Uh, and it was really good. That sounds really good. That restaurant's good. been there forever yeah. and I've never been. So that was really fun. Uh, so yeah, that's my only other food. That sounds that's really it. good. Yeah. I made, ch- I made
0: chili last night. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a good batch. It's a real good batch. Good. I mean, every batch is like slightly
1: different, you know? Yeah. You're always like, what do I have? Maybe I'll throw this in too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a really good one. Like, yeah. it's really spicy. Yeah, yum. Um, I fire roasted a lot of the peppers. Ooh. It's good. That sounds It's nice. a good batch. Yeah.
1: So we'll let's try to go to a dinner this week and we can tell everyone about it.
0: Yeah, we're going to try and do that. We haven't like... Really hung out except to work. Yeah. In like a while. Okay. Okay. We'll do it this week. Okay. Bye. Bye.